I know nobody's listening because y'all are all zooming, but I got a shot of hot rock and roll for you anyway. Kayla Red River Rock and Roll Request. What is this, It's the buzz again. <laughs> oh, not again. Hang it up, Lamo. Go call your mother. Not dirty. Well, this is for Rick the Prick. He wants to hear bright lights, big titties. Wrong. I don't want to hear it. I want to see it. Cool. Welcome back. Like I said, three, three of these in a row, just complete, utter nonsense. But anytime something topical happens, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre being released to fucking uh, Netflix. We uh, have our finger I, on the pulse. Yeah, we do. You know, we, we got our ear to the streets. You know, the kids, you know, when I talk to the kids on the street, they're like, yo, what's up with that TCM episode? I'm like, yo. I'm like, we might have to give them some of that. So, um, you know, RRP, once again, we out here. Um, and today we're going to talk about uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022. Another uh, sequel. Uh, this one's a little interesting. You know, like I, I, I did a, a rewatch on this. And uh, so before we get into our rankings, let's let's just talk about this movie, because there's a lot to really talk about. Um, so I've seen it two times. Parker, how many times have you seen it? Two times. I watched it uh, the night it came out, and then I just watched it again Wednesday. I found that I liked it more the second time around. Did you find that or not so much? Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I guess I liked it just as much. I mean, I really did enjoy this movie. Uh, I was happy to see that my attention span lasted the second time. Picked up a couple new things this time, but uh, I really dug it. Yeah, me too. I, I there, there are certain things that I picked up on certain uh, like plot decisions and character development uh that i was like oh, okay like i see kind of like what they were going with uh langan how many times i watched it twice, twice when it came out and i watched it again last night what i didn't really like it yeah uh the first time at all the second time was a little better yeah what what made it better um i don't know i you know we'll get into dissecting and stuff but you know i'm not like a lot of people like really shitting on it, like really hard. I'm not like there, you know what I mean? And I get people that said it was fun. The kills were A plus, <laughs> A plus kills. Great violence. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, I just thought the, the, the story and script was like really lazy. Like, you know, it, it, it was super lazy in certain parts and, kind of really thought out in other parts i gotta say um i know that there was two directors attached to it uh like ryan Tohill and his brother um i think they only had one directing credit underneath the dig they had under their belt and somehow i guess like the the stuff that they were shooting shooting didn't really impress the 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 studio so then they got this dude uh david blue garcia who also, once again, never he only directed one movie called Tejano in 2018, but he's a cinematographer, which explains we shut this fucking phone off, which explains um, why I think the movie looks fucking gorgeous. Like the cinematography on this is great. Like the the artsy looking uh, 
a flower thing. You know, it's funny. A guy like this being a cinematographer probably took that shot so serious with like the flat, you know, the flower shot with like the net and like <laughs> leave it to horror fans and just make a meme out of that and just kind of like shit on it. But it, I thought in particular that was gorgeous. And, and I didn't know that he was a cinematographer, which makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. You know, um, so he takes the film over. Uh, he did cinematography also in a movie called Blood Fest, which I, I thought was pretty good, too. Um, and then the writing, the screen, uh, the actual story came from uh, Fetty Alvarez, which uh, this dude rules, man. He he wrote this. He, he wrote a bunch of stuff. He wrote Don't Breathe, which we all liked. Yep. yep. Uh, he did the screenplay and directed the Evil Dead remake. Mm hmm which is funny because in one of the kills here was reminiscent of, you know, like the, when the black dude got his like jaw sliced, sliced open. Yep. Mm -hmm. Right. It reminded me of that evil dead kill with the girl yeah. that got her fucking, you know, True. Um, and uh, John Larroquette, man, they dug him up, huh? Brought him back. It. Yeah. He sounds great. Well, they, you know, there were certain stabs at obvious, an obvious stab, which I thought was, you know, as, as far as like, you know, some kind of continuity in a franchise that probably out of the big four we talk about <clears throat> has the least amount of continuity <laughs> at all. It's uh, from film to film. That's it's, saying a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's I know. Cause the other ones, you know, are real liberal with it. Anyway, this one, if you watch and I rewatched the part one all the way through in chronological order to the other one, to the, to the recent one last night, just, I like to do that and watch the progression. And you're, you're an animal. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna, and I just did that in October, I think, when we, we did the yeah. big four thing. But, uh, um, you know, it there is nothing like there's such loose strands like tying like a lot of some things, not at all. And now in this movie, took a step, Larroquette, you have in there. Um, I thought the whole thing with um, with uh, bringing that girl back, Sally. Uh, that was the biggest crowbar, so which I think we all are going to agree with that, where it was like after the movie, I thought to myself, imagine a movie where that didn't happen. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's almost like you could have called it Texas Showdown. You could have called it uh, The Outsiders. Totally. Or hipster, something. Hipster Ghost Town. Yeah. Part like, one. Like, <laughs> I don't you know, it, it was just it could have been anything and stuff. And it, she was just so unnecessary to like pull the. And to like, and you don't even have the cool aspect of the, you know, the original, original. actress who had passed. So it makes it even more of a crowbar, um, you know, and she's got to take down the Polaroid to look at it like twice. Just make sure, hey, remember, this has some tie in to something. Yeah. It's a picture of Franklin. Yeah. And even yeah. say his name at some point, you know. <laughs> so there were certain things like that that, you know. And I, I, I wonder if if, you know, so these these studios always test out films. And I think originally they called it Texas Chainsaw the beginning and it didn't test well with audiences. They already and, did that. Uh, Texas, Two. Texas Chainsaw the beginning. Oh, they dropped Not, the massacre. Yeah, part. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, that's, pro that's probably why it didn't test well. So then from there, they, they just called it Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And and I almost feel like I, I didn't do enough investigating to find out if they tacked on like that, that um the Sally angle. It because seemed 
like yeah. it was tacked on and maybe after the the success the of the Halloween franchise the people make the tie on which makes a lot of sense you know what I mean and just like the Halloween too when Halloween 2018 came out and they called it Halloween but it followed but it was actually kind of a sequel to Halloween yeah this is called Texas Chainsaw Massacre but it acts as a sequel to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And it's really, you know, like when you talk about continuity, so let's go through them. So like one goes into two, mm-hmm. right? And then you get the three, which is just this weird anomaly mm-hmm. that has like different characters. Like you you know the character so well in one and two, and then three comes out and it's mm-hmm. completely like just the most random assortment of like you have like Vigo Mortensen uh, mm-hmm. then you have this other dude and then you have a mom and then you have a little kid it's like watching Married with Children when they threw seven <laughs> in you're just like what the fuck is going on right here uh, no they, explanation yeah and then yeah. you get to four which vanished but I guess they brought it back which same thing it was just like this like weird assortment of characters and, and that's where it really ended Right. I think. Right. And then they went straight to the to the remake. Yep. And then the remake did the beginning. And it's like, OK, so those two things kind of go together after three and four are fucking out in limbo. Uh, and then what I didn't realize until we we were doing research for this episode was 3D and 2017 are together. So 2017 is is the prequel to 3D. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm like, that makes so much fucking sense. Uh, and then you end up with this one that, um, I mean, I guess it kind of continues from that. I don't, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was, I, I didn't feel that it was tied in with, with 3D or that. I thought it was more like a direct sequel in a way, but a direct sequel with a lot of time in its past. Oh, d- direct sequel. Old. It's a direct sequel to the first one. You're, you're right. right. Like yeah, yeah. nothing happened since that. You know, the Sally, the original uh, uh, events, you know, that Larry Kett tells us and stuff. And then we get to this, which would also, if we look at her, Leatherface would be like freaking 85 (laughs) years old. Are we going to believe that Leatherface has supernatural element like Jason? That's how they wrote that. Listen, he's supernatural. Yeah, (laughs) no, that face isn't supernatural. No, no, no supernatural in, in. and even with that, like I could overlook that. I could just overlook that timeline. And mm-hmm. and and all right. So let's get into the movie because, like, I I'm gonna really say what what I thought kind of worked. Um, you watch like out of towners, like in a way. The there was like a lot of like red herrings you could say, or like things that were about to like take, like you know, like yeah, the the guy at the gas station that that you're like, oh, maybe this guy is like the new hitchhiker. Mm-hmm. The cops pulling the, the, the kids over. It's like, oh, they're probably going to like harass them. And none of those things happened. And I like that. I like that they were kind of like in a way, not that the 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 real estate entrepreneur kids were, were the villains, but it was sure kind of it's sure kind of like skewed that way. You know, these real estate entrepreneurs that bought this town and they hired one contractor to fix it. <laughs> for a showing and they've never been there and they didn't even know the contractor apparently because of the incident at the yeah. gas station. They ran into him three times before they saw him there. <laughs> we need you to fix this town up in yeah. a week that we're going to sell. Yeah. 
uh, and he's fixing on someone's car. I'm like, who in this town drives? Like, it's just like you're in. The well, middle. apparently they have tex- Tesla charging ports all <laughs> up and down that remote area. Uh, but, you know, once again, like if, if it was anything else, like, you know, um, you, you know, too, let, let me talk about casting. Like the girls seem fine. The, you know, the, 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 the dude Dante, like these it didn't bother me. But then you get to like that guy, um, Richter, which is the guy we're talking about, the, the contractor. Mm-hmm. This dude looks like he's playing someone <laughs> like it just over. Like, I don't know, like what I liked about some of those earlier films is they get like the ugliest people. And this guy mm-hmm. looks like he came out of like, you know, like a jeans commercial or something. Oh, like, yeah. He's or even going back to part three, like Vigo is way and Matthew McConaughey and four and they're way too good looking to be yeah. in this family. Yeah, Perfect yeah. Teeth, but, you know? but but I feel like they grease them up pretty good, too. Like, this yeah, guy, yeah, yeah, this yeah. This guy, really not so much. Um, but even too at the, the from the gas station to uh, to when they get to the town, because I know a lot of people like, you know, talked about this was going to be the woke uh <clears throat> texas chainsaw massacre who told you that though like i, I don't i because i i kind of it I, became a thing because of the the trailer that leaked with the with on the bus on the bus and the, and the phones on the and bus, what those yeah. people you're look right, like right. and stuff like that and then here in like eight minutes we have like uh i think gun control shoot school shootings emissions from the truck and a confederate flag in about <laughs> yeah the first eight minutes of the yeah. movie so you're, like... you're, 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 no and and I, but the thing that didn't bother me was that that was the way in but mm-hmm. as the movie unfolded that guy was more of an ally than he wasn't mm. that yes. girl turned into more of a bad ass and she she like was gravitated towards him mm-hmm. you know what i mean like sure like that part of it i liked uh even the girl when they realize so so um you know uh when they go into the house and i guess like the guy uh you know the old lady uh who's taking care of leatherface um you know she said that she took she talked to the bank and i guess she squared it all away and all these things were unfolding let me tell you another thing too i'm gonna bring up 3d real quick because that movie was 90 minutes and this movie was 83 and that movie felt way longer for some yes. reason i i wasn't even i maybe just the character development was like kind of like a little bit more fleshed out this one seemed to go so fast that it felt like the la- it really felt like the last 80 minutes of a movie after 30 minutes played out but oh, they're moved yeah. they're roughly yeah. the same time i don't know what happened um well that let three days just it's atrocious it's it's at, atrocious at, so you did a rewatch yeah and against my better judgment because i knew <laughs> how much i hated it but i was like when i commit to like doing this chronological i commit you know what i'm saying but uh with the exception of the of that girl who's still fine playing the lead <laughs> it's unwatchable yeah. uh did you do a rewatch on that one I didn't. I uh, I rented it from the library. I remember when it first came out and then I went to find the streaming or something and it was nowhere. And I kind of did the same thing. I was like, oh, man, I was like that hot chick, the main chick. So and then that, and then that hot chick from Lost was in it, too. And I was just like, eh, that's good enough. That's what I, that's what I'll remember about that's that. Movie. All, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, the only thing that you could the, only, the thing that puts that movie in like the complete toilet is the do your thing, cuz. 
when she throws oh, him the chainsaw. That, that, that is, line will live in horror infamy as one of the worst things I've ever heard. Oh, my God. That line was so fucking bad. That line was like, 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 just imagine if you're a fan of the franchise, if you're a fan and you're writing, like, that's why I'm thinking like, yo, you can't, no real fan would ever write that in a movie and think to themselves like, this is going to be good. The audience is going to love, like, it's just so fucking bad. This is going to be my hasta la vista, baby. This is going (laughs) to be my, my catchphrase. (laughs) So on a rewatch, I didn't hate it as much as I did the, the first time. 3D. I just want to say that. But um, so you have like, uh, you know, uh, Sarah Yarkin, who was in Happy Death Day to you. And then her sister, um, uh, Elsie Fisher. I, I forgot the character's name, but yeah, you know, it's, I thought they were fine. They had a great dynamic. Um, once it really started kicking off with, was when I guess they were in that um, uh, cop car. Right. You know, the, the, the old lady had like a heart attack or something. And I always say this, if your plot is going to be terrible, give me pure violence. And this movie gave me pure violence. And I feel like it started there, right? Like when he snapped uh, the cop's oh, like, yeah. wrist and, you know. Um, Stabbed them with it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I had going for it. Great violence. And it kept it because the script was bad. They kept it at a short running time. So yeah. it doesn't like, I don't feel a the you know even though i'm not like gung-ho about it i don't put it it's way better than 3d or uh part four was you know but light year is better than that uh play to its strengths for sure absolutely and 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 and, you know what i'll say about this movie as well is when was the last time when was the last time you heard anyone talk about a texas chainsaw massacre movie that a brand new movie like when was the last Uh, time it's the, the beginning, probably. You uh, know, with, but but uh, Facebook wasn't even a thing. No, no, the beginning, meaning uh, the one that came out with uh, Lee R. Ermey, uh Yeah, yeah, I'm saying text, but, that's but, the last one that had a lot of hype. I thought, you know, 3D kind of came and went, and yeah. uh, let the one in 2017 or whatever. I don't even think I knew that came out. No like, one, <laughs> no one even fucking talked about that movie. Stephen Dorf. Uh, Seriously, yeah. Parker, when was the last time anyone? This one. This one. <laughs> That's the one you're talking about. <laughs> I'm going to get to that because I love that yeah. movie. Yeah, but yeah. Parker, Parker, seriously, your 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 timeline. I, I don't know. Maybe you know more adults than I do. But like, no, no. My... I mean, it's it's probably the same thing. I mean, the last time that I was really kind of hyped on one was uh, probably the remake. That was the last time that, you know, I got I got people like talking about it or whatever. I mean, when it comes to like. My big thing with this one was like going back to like Sally, like I kind of hate it when movies don't reference or or like at least like think about like the old ones. Like so like in the second one, like they bring up Sally real quick and she became catatonic, they say. And then like even in like part three, they talk about how like she died in like a healthcare facility. But like in this one, it's just like she's she's full of piss and vinegar. She's got her fucking pump action shotgun and she's ready to go. But like casting wise, I mean, like. I mean, just you bring back John Larroquette as the narrator. I mean, holy shit. The sheriff was fucking Lieutenant Gorman from fucking Aliens. Hello. Love. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean, the mother, <laughs> I mean, whatever you want to call it, the woman that raised fucking Leatherface was the fucking woman from Sleepwalkers, which I think is one of Stephen yeah. King's fucking most slept on movies. Ha! You know, so. <laughs> 
maybe too much too many dead cats that's what yeah you know um i i loved you know him wearing her face as the mask i mean like just i i don't know i really dug this movie i mean like you said like very violent so maybe maybe that's what it was with me just a lot of great kills you know that scene in particular so like when 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 shit kicks off um so uh you know he he gets the guy in the back stabs his neck and then like you know uh shoots or somebody i guess he accidentally shoots the 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 cop in the front and they're sitting there and you're like fuck what is she gonna do they're both stuck there and you see leatherface doing something and it took a minute to realize i was like oh yeah he's cutting uh, i thought he was cutting the other cop's face but i guess it was the old lady which would make sense and then he comes over and the cop moves and he bashes him in the head with a fucking like oh yeah log or something you're like damn and you know that like you're like okay it makes sense why she took the ride because she's probably going to be the first one who gets killed. But you're like, maybe she won't. But there's no no escaping this whatsoever. And the way he kills her, fucking yeah. very yeah. violent. Yeah. Very fucking violent. And and from that moment on, I'm like, all right, I guess he's going to walk back. Because, yeah, he's a big dummy and doesn't know anything. So he's just going to drive. <laughs> yeah, he can't drive. Yeah, he can't just take that fucking ambulance or whatever the fuck it is and goes back. Uh, and then from there, it's just it, w- one of the redeeming qualities, too, is is when Melody is talking to Dante, you know, uh, the two people that bought that property. Um, she she was like, OK, uh, the old lady died and she wanted to just make sure that it was bullshit that, that the bank gave her back her property. Because she's like, I just want to be on the right side of history of this. <laughs> which is also a funny phrase um and it turns out that the bank did you know you know and and they were at that moment in time like you kind of like i like that angle where it's like oh these people came and they kind of fuck shit up because even when the cops pulled them over like you're like oh they're gonna fuck with them and they're gonna do something because you have that 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 um texas chainsaw massacre what uh beginning and and the you know the the other one where like uh What's the fucking Marine? Arlie Emery. Yeah, yeah. So he's like obviously the bad guy. So you think that's what's gonna happen? You don't. And then they ended up just being like, "Hey, you know, it's 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 our town. Just be nice to it." And you're like, oh, "Okay, like they're gonna be normal." Love all all the stuff that was going on. Um, and uh, you know when 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 uh, Dante gets his face hacked off, but you don't even see it. Yeah, yep. you don't see it till later on. And you see like you're like, oh shit, he cleavered up his whole fucking jaw. Uh, and then from there, it's just you know it, it's just a matter of like you know uh, everyone getting it. And I really thought the main character was gonna get it, Melody. Yeah, well, well, let's talk about that that sledgehammer kill on that dude's head when she was Yo. under the bed. Savage. I got, but like the leg was the first oh, thing. The leg, too, the yeah. leg was the best. That was the best scene in the entire movie, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because you're like, you're thinking like, okay, maybe he's going to help them. He's like some sort of protagonist and man, did she get it fucking bad. You know? And, I and mean, I, the, ha- the, the hammer to the head was a la part two, you know? That was incoming mail, you know, oh, I think. Oh, yeah. But oh, he I mean, went a step further. He oh, went, yeah, yeah. He went he a flat net yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. And what was the effects on it? This was... Uh, practical. I mean, it was a lot of practical. Is it the CGI mainly? Or what, no, have they, you read anything about yeah, that? Yeah, they decided to go all practical. Okay. Yeah. Even on the bus and stuff with the... Uh, the bus, I didn't like really When he look... cut that guy's... You know, I'm jumping ahead a little bit. When he cut yeah. down the shoulder of that one guy and that girl that... 
heat cut in half with their intestines. I mean, that stuff, yeah, I'm sure 90% of it was practical, but for stuff right. like that, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's sure. cool. I didn't know it was that. All right. You know, but like, uh, yeah, and from there, I feel like the movie just kind of like, it was just off to the races. You know, you knew, and, and I, I it must have, like, I wonder what the budget was because it, it was just this one setting kind of, and it looked like, it looked like they went to like Universal Studios and borrowed a block or something, you know, like it's just, it's like where they shoot the wild, wild west stunt spectacular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they went to Tuscon. I'm uh, looking up the young Jamie right now is looking up the uh, budget on this film while you guys are speaking here. But uh, yeah, and then from there, just, you know, everything was great. The bus was was a lot of fun because it, it just allowed, you know, when you watch a movie like this, it's all about the kills. And sometimes, you know, you're like, oh, it was only three kills, four kills. It's like watching Batman, like the old TV show. And there's like two goons. You're like, yeah, it's kind of sucked. But when they, you know, when Mr. Freeze has eight goons and they're all fighting each other, I'm like, this is so much better. Hmm. So he jumps on this fucking bus. <laughs> and the, well, like Asian dude is like, hey, man, we're filming. You, you don't want to get canceled. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was funny. Touch me, you canceled. Yeah, I thought that was super funny for sure. I thought that that was the first time that that, that this uh, the Texas Chainsaw kind of jumped into like the uh, like the funny Nightmare on Elm Street. Like now you're playing with power, kind of because like if you were reading like you know like the tweets or whatever the hell he was on, like people were saying like, oh, like this looks so fake. I would never go there. Blah blah blah. So I thought that that was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, and it but it wasn't overtly, you no. know, like where Nightmare on Elm Street did. Like right there was. Out of out of the four, there really wasn't any humor in any of these movies whatsoever. No, no. Like Nightmare had it. Friday Thirteenth definitely by like the end, kind of like you know, looking at the 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 Jason poster in Manhattan, mm -hmm. uh, the American Express card in yep. Part Six, uh, fucking those cops in Part Five of Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> these guys are the worst. Part two of, in this series had a lot of comedy. That was really it. But I, yeah, I, but yeah, yeah. Intentionally, though, he but, he went for like that. But it was just uh, so like, I don't know. Two was just fucking madness, though. Um, and then you know, so let's get to to the ending, which is basically that crowbar of of Sally. Like you, like. I don't know. I, I don't even understand. Like, I mean, I guess I understand, but but there was nothing. There was no heartstrings being pulled because it wasn't the real Marion Burns. You know, exactly. It wasn't like you, you don't see like that one character you haven't seen in 40 years come out. And I love that she gets there and brings no one. She's got to be like 100. <laughs> and then these two traumatized girls are looking to get out and they see this lady with a with a truck and they they're like holy shit we're out of here and she's like nah we're hanging out and they're like what like what's going on and somehow a fat 85 year old guy with a chainsaw running after her and she has a shotgun and she still can't pump two off like in the yep. title like in her in her defense though for an 85 year old woman to get <laughs> lifted up with a chainsaw in her midsection and completely have her guts like rearranged not in the good way yeah. um, <laughs> and be able to still be alive and <laughs> shoot a shotgun was insane and you know i will suspend disbelief but that was a that was uh, quite a reach. Uh, that was that. What like if you were lifted 
and like you're fucking like I don't I don't know what's in that midsection, but I'm sure your heart, your fucking like anything that you probably need to to live and breathe is getting <laughs> a lot of important shit in there. <laughs> and she was still sitting on those garbage bags, like pumping away, like yeah. t- telling a story, like hey, listen, you can't run. It's like what? It's like this is for Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> How are you still alive? Um. But yeah, you know what? If if the movie was called, oh, here's another funny thing too. Why was there water in that ending? <laughs> was there like a pool in the back somewhere? I remember when they fell into the water and like, yeah, Leatherface jumped yeah. out like he was Jaws. <laughs> it was weird. Big tank. Uh, yeah. Is that what that? I don't even know what the fuck it was. Well, at one point she gets covered in shit, right? Yeah, cuts yeah. that was up. that was fun. That was the. So they had some plumbing issues, uh, clearly. Yeah, Rotor Rooter. <laughs> Shout out to Rotor Rooter. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, it was great. Like, you know, the, the main character was stuck under the bed and she was stuck under the house. Really cool parts. And and overall, the movie is ridiculous as it is. You know, for it to be called Texas Chainsaw Massacre, fine. I, I just don't really see any connection whatsoever. Like this yeah, could have been it, called literally anything. Absolutely. That's what I thought. And put the killer with whatever. I mean, he didn't pick up. We don't even see a chainsaw to like 40 something minutes in. Could have just been a random killer with whatever, uh, you know, it, it, but it's got the name. It's got the Texas chainsaw handle that gets people interested. Will we be even talking about this if it was no. just a generic, you know? Yeah. Whatever the fuck, you know, but uh, yeah. like, like I said, I get it's, it. It was it was OK. And uh, great kills for me. And but still, that being said, it was far from like a lot of people saying how bad it was. It's far from the worst Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. Are you kidding me? When we do our list right now, I'll tell you exactly. It landed pretty high, yeah. to be honest. Same, same here. And I mean, <laughs> and I mean, after the uh, after the credits, you know, he he goes back to the house at the end of the credits. So, you know, they're setting up for a sequel or two or seven of them. Well, know? they, they for, already for said for me, there's there's yeah. four. There's four good Texas Chainsaw movies. And the rest is kind of just and then there's like two glaringly bad ones. And then whatever's left is just middling away. And that's well, where I kind of put this. So let's let's do that. Let, let, let's you know, there's nine movies. Let's go round Robin. Uh, give me the, your least favorite Langan. Uh Part four, the beginning uh, and the next generation. I'm sorry. Um, the McConaughey's a wigger one. Uh, it's a fucking complete mess. It's it's a complete it's, mess. It's from top to bottom. There's no real story there. It's uh, it's poorly acted by everybody. Even the people that went on to become something, yeah, they're ridiculous. Too over the top. Uh, the screaming, uh, the screaming that goes on that movie. You yes. know, I could deal yes. with some screams. I'd be listening to some black metal and whatever the fuck. Like, holy shit, man. I can't even take it after a while. <laughs> By the time they get to the dinner table, it's just it's excruciating to watch and yeah. listen to. And I don't. And it's funny. I, I'm like, um, I just joined the, the Joe Bob Briggs uh, mutant Facebook page, whatever the fuck, where people are listing their favorite chainsaw movies because a lot of people have a problem with this one. And a lot of people are like mentioning <laughs> part four, like it's good. I'm like, is this some like thing going on with like how like Halloween three had like are people gonna like start like saying part four was good because I will fight you that movie's a piece of shit. It's it's not your last one, Parker. 
It is my last one. Yeah, me too. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I, I mean, the, 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 if you want to call them positives, it's a short, <laughs> li- it's a short list. Please give but, them to us. But you got the teacher from Varsity Blues flashing out the window. That was a positive because she was pretty hot. Yeah. You got a femme mullet leather face. You got Budge drive through pizzeria, which that's pretty cool. Drive through pizzeria. Matthew McConaughey only gives you two all right, all rights before they sit down for dinner. The whole fucking remote control leg war thing. That was just a fucking nightmare. And then if you go to IMDb, it's Leatherface Slaughter. That's what he was labeled as. And then the last positive was the cop that's actually uh, questioning her in the last scene was actually the original grandpa. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. That was cool. That's pretty cool. Well, uh, the face was totally gender fluid in part four. He but was, it was like, screaming the entire and, movie and in 94. So wait, yeah, wait. It, oh, wait, my God. Leatherface's scream in that movie was yeah. the worst. The entire bro. movie. So it, it was like a pig squealing. Yeah, it's my it's my last one, too. Um, what's interesting is Kim uh, Henkel, you know, uh, was the, uh, you know, the originator along with um Toby Hooper, they they wrote the screenplay together, uh, and man, to think that Kim comes back and writes and directs this uh, movie is like thinking of Rick Rosenthal coming back to do from Halloween two to do Resurrection. You're just like, wow, like yeah. what happened? Uh, th- well, I this- guess to call it next generation, they must have had like grandiose plans, like we're going to relaunch the franchise, and yeah. this family's going to be like people are going to get you know, invested in, but and this movie really was that. lost. I remember like there was no release, like you, like eventually you found it on video and you, and I think it was just due to the popularity of days and confused where it's like, yeah. Oh shit. Like we had this guy, we had this guy in this movie. All right, let, let's release it now. Yeah, yeah. And it's like the, the, the insurance salesman lady that's in the, like yep. you know, just the worst characters that weirdo at the end, like, this movie uh, is up on HBO Max now, and I rewatched it, and I was like, yo, this is brutal. <laughs> Bad, yeah. This is so brutal. Like, this is so fucking goddamn brutal. So, all right, number eight. Uh, 3D, Texas Chainsaw 3D. The only reason it ranks slightly higher than part four is because of, what's her name? Alexandra, whatever. Daddario. Uh, Daddario, yes, yeah. Who is so fine in that Hot. movie. With hot. black hair looking all goppy yeah yeah that's yeah, literally yeah. like why this movie has elevated like just that reason because it's fucking terrible also as uh, do your thing cuz is one of the worst lines in horror <laughs> history uh trey songs is awful we gotta watch him fucking listening to his shit music while he's playing pool uh it's it just that the characters sucked. It, it's just not. It's another lazy movie. It's bad. And the whole tie-in was she's like this. I'll give it points also, elevating it to right above below status with the beginning with, um, you know, we have Bill Mosley uh, as a young uh, Drayton Sawyer. And we, we have Gunnar Hansen in his last film. Um, that whole showdown in the in the beginning. I actually had high hopes during that showdown in the beginning of the movie, like jumping off, like this is going to be something interesting. And it, it quickly, was, it, goes to shit. you know, the, that is a really good point that I was going to bring up um, about that movie. Um, but yeah, I'll talk about it because it's coming up on my list. But yeah, I'll, I'll go back to that. Uh, uh, Parker, number eight. Uh, same thing. I'm going 3D just because you got 
the hot main chick. Then you got uh, the chick that played Nikki, who was in Lost. She was yes. hot. Yep, yep. Gunnar Hansen. You got Marilyn Burns in this. She came yep. back as Sally. And uh, I don't know, man. That's pretty much all I got as far as this fucking yeah. piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my number it's got eight... the most recurring characters from the history of the franchise in one film. There you go. Yeah, yeah, they came back strong. Uh, but you know, my number eight is is part three. Part three is just so bad. I fucking <laughs> like just somehow a movie with Vigo Mortensen and Ken Foray, uh, with effects from KNB, Karen Carolyn Williams, aka Stretch, does a cameo. Um, the director did um Jeff Bird did, I think, two puppet <clears throat> masters. He did Night of the Scarecrow. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, he and he got the movie after it was offered to Peter Jackson, who didn't want it. Um, but this, I just remember watching this and thinking, like, great trailer, terrible movie. Like, I didn't, like, like I mentioned before, like, just these characters. I wanted more Hitchhiker. I wanted more Nubbins. I wanted more um, Chop Top. And this was just like a family of weirdos. And I fucking hated this movie so much. So that's my number eight. So seven, Langan. Um, I'm still, uh, I am going to go with Leatherface, the 2017 one. Um, it's got some positives to it. Uh, and I don't, it, and, and and we're at a point in my list where, the, where I'm already I'm light years over what I think of the last two films that I've had. That, you know, Leatherface isn't horrible like that. It just didn't. Um, I thought it was an ambitious try to try to inject some you know a new telling of the story. I'll give it points for that. Um, but I just I don't know. It just didn't didn't click for you. Get me? Yeah, it didn't didn't I'm grab the, me at all. I'm in the minority on that one, but we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Parker, number seven. I, I actually agree with that. I'm, yeah, the leather face for me too is next. And uh, I'm just staring at this cover. So you got Steven Dorff, Lily Taylor, different, different cover mask, which was pretty cool. They tried to screw with the mask a little bit, but uh, I don't know. Like I bought this, literally watched it once and it just kind of like sat there. Like I never really had the urge to fucking rewatch it. Even doing this show, I just watch the other ones rather than this. And I was just like, oh, this is just going to sit there and die. I'm going to say one day rewatch it, please. Okay. Okay. Um, my, my seven is a uh, 3d. Um, I didn't know that Adam Marcus wrote the screenplay, you know, from mm. Jason goes to hell fame. I didn't either. Uh, mm. Yeah. That's, that's a guy that I would like to have on the show once. Oh. Um, but yeah, I remember watching this in, in the theaters and, and thinking to myself, what about this was 3d exactly. Like, I don't even understand. Like maybe there was something at the end. I remember somebody th throwing a chainsaw. But he threw a chainsaw at when they get to the carnival and she's hanging on the Ferris wheel and the cop comes out, he chucks a chainsaw at him. Yeah, it's like and then I could tell, like, oh, that was probably something. That was right like there. there was no I think maybe I would have enjoyed it more that way. Um, I yeah. will say that um Leatherface, uh, first of all, let's talk about the beginning. Absolutely. There was like, um, so 2013, this came out, which would have made it seven years after the last movie. So I think people were really ready for it. And mm -hmm. they were like, hey, you know what? Let's just get rid of everything. and It'll be a direct sequel to part one. So people hear that. They're like, OK, new beginning. Here we go. Um, th there was a lot going for this movie. And uh, it just uh, 
yeah, I don't know. The plot was cool. Obviously, you know, uh, uh, being like a, a, a relative and, and realizing that Sawyer Carson name, um, Alexander Dario, Dario, I mean, just absolutely gorgeous. I can't believe Trey songs made it in this movie. That's, that's for sure. I don't know, mm. but the very beginning was cool. Cause, uh, Leatherface was kind of disgusting looking, mm. You know, he had a very off-putting look to him, for sure. He looked like he smelled disgusting. But then as the movie went on, it was just like, ah, this is not good. And it just, by the end of the movie, I'm like, please just end. And like we mentioned before, just that that go get him cuz or whatever. Like, do your just thing, cuz. Do your thing, cuz. <laughs> like, brutal. Like, I... You do that and you're like, all right, uh, you got me again. You got me. You got me to come out <laughs> opening weekend to watch this piece of shit. Uh, so, all right. Number six, Lane. Uh, I am going to go with the new one. Um, when, well, you know, what else can I say about it? We, we, we dove deep in it and stuff. Great kills. Short run time gets to the point, but uh, script very lacking for me. And, uh, and I'm, you know, listen, I watch a lot of horror movies, obviously. And if you're a horror fan, you've watched a lot of stuff that has a lazy script or whatever and this and that. But, uh, you know, sometimes I was just hoping for a little bit more, but still worth a look. Absolutely. For sure. Uh, Parker, number seven. I'm going to go with uh, the beginning from 2006 for my next one. So you got Jordana Brewster from, you know, Fast and the Furious fame right there, sitting on a road trip with her and the boyfriend and uh, another couple before they're actually going to Vietnam. So this was this was the prequel where you see, you know, R. Lee kill the sheriff and take over the uh, the character, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Andrew Borinarski comes back to, you know, uh, revive the role of Leatherface and uh I don't know. I mean, these these seconds, whatever you want to call them, second batch of movies kind of uh, they kind of stand on their own. Like, whereas, you know, the first two kind of intertwine. This is kind of like a whole different uh, set, which, you know, if you're going to watch these, watch them together, obviously. Um, but this was was uh, did pretty well in the theater from what I remember. I mean, it had a pretty big uh, opening weekend. And uh, same thing. I mean, typical, you know, pr pretty brutal kills. You know, if, if you know the story about Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it's really nothing new, even though it's, you know, kind of introduced, you know, him as the sheriff. But uh, that's pretty much it. I, I don't remember any really anything standing out. That's probably why this is so low on my list, but definitely worth a watch. Yeah. So that's that's my number six as well. Um, I know that it was directed by this guy, Jonathan Liebson. Uh, he did some some interesting movies. He did, uh, I think, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie from 2014, uh, Battle Battle Los Angeles. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I I like this. Like this this and 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 parts. Uh, you know, the the beginning really looked cool. They were very connected. There's a scene in the beginning where I guess Leatherface kind of like loses his shit as he's working in like the. Yep. The, the the butcher place and he like hammers this dude's like legs. Mm -hmm. It's pretty brutal. I yeah, like that. Yeah. Now, what I don't like about mm. Platinum Dune movies, which I'm sure I've mentioned before, is just the sound effects. I don't like that. Like, like, like when you watch the first movie, like and, and he, somebody gets hit over the head with a mallet, it's like cool when 
they do it in these newer movies. It's like someone is like sitting in a studio, like banging like a like a a file cabinet <laughs> or something into a mic. It's like go 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 go, and you're like, what the fuck? Like it takes you so out of it. Like the it's just that Michael Bay flavor that fucking mm, kind of yep. ruins it. That's why these movies will be lower down on my list, but. Uh, yeah, it's cool. I like Jordana Brewster, you know, very yeah. attractive. And yep. She was good in this. Um, I like the characters. They were greasy enough. But also uh, this and, and, and the other one that is just as far as casting, uh, they were definitely of that era where they got like clean cut looking people and maybe put like a little makeup on them. So. Mm-hmm. But still very fun up on, yep. <clears throat> I think, uh, Netflix right now. So anyone that never caught the beginning, it's it's actually pretty good. So. Laying at number five. I got uh, part three from 1990 there. Um, definitely all your complaints about it. Totally valid. Totally agree with you. I guess I think I have a bit of a nostalgic spot in my heart for this film. I remember seeing it. I was, you know, a junior in high school. I remember seeing it in the theater. We were all psyched to see it. And it kind of sits with me. I love that it's got Ken Foray in it, who is just <clears throat> one of my favorite horror actors. Um and I was super excited when Death Angel, Death Angel was in it. It's a, ah. it's a metal, it's a metal movie. Yeah, you know? it's it is. A, it is a pretty fucking metal movie. You're right. It's yeah. a metal movie, so that it's it sits highly. But it does the drawbacks of it. Yeah, there's some bad characters in it. Vigo doesn't really fit, and it does take a long time to get to the the action. Um, those are drawbacks mm-hmm. of it, but got a spot in my heart. Yeah, cool. Uh, so Parker, number five. Uh, I'm going to go with the new one for part five. And uh, I pretty much touched on everything with that. Just the violence that uh, that hammer scene with the leg man really stood out for me when that leg got fucking bent back. I probably had to rewind that a couple times. And uh, <laughs> holy shit, it was a, it's a brutal movie. There's some really great fucking kills in that. I mean, if even if you hate this franchise and everything, just go in for the fucking brutality and just fucking shut up and sit there for 83 minutes. Did uh, Sarah shut up and sit there for 83 minutes? Uh, she, uh, not really. She was just like, oh, that's <laughs> stupid. And this and that. Oh, an- an- <laughs> another good scene was when uh, the the black girl was trying to get out of the uh, the bus and he sawed her in half and yeah. the fucking top half. Of her, that that yeah. scene, she that was, was like, cool. that, she's like, that's disgusting. I was like, no, that's cool. That's yeah, fucking that cool great. is what yeah. that is. Well, yeah, uh, that's the whole point. It should be disgusting. Yeah. Like, if you get gr- sawed. If you get sawed in half, it should yeah, be. Like in retrospect, fucking... what you really wanted to do is climb over a couple of seats. Yeah. You could have got past them and run out <laughs> there you the go. door. But, you know, this or... is ret- hindsight's always twenty twenty. Yeah, you know. Uh, my number five is uh, 2003, the remake. Uh, Jessica Biel. I mean, listen, you know, uh, not to harp on, on her appearance, but she's very attractive. And we were we were all... You know, I was, uh, geez, I don't know, probably 25 and probably in love with her back then for sure. Still, I'm uh, number one, baby. Number yeah. one coming at your what, heart. What, what did she do? She did uh, uh, that. Seventh show, Heaven. Right? No, seventh he- he- yeah, she, she did. She did Seventh Heaven. And then a uh, little fun fact right here. So then she posed for that men's magazine stuff, which was like the the beast, the B side of Maxim. And yes, uh, I remember that Yep, had so, had some racy pictures and seventh heaven was ran by like a Christian uh, production company. So they actually kicked her off because of the pictures, but left on the child molesting father. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Molester? Yep. Yep. <laughs> you got to love it. That gotta guy gets Christ- Christianity. Yeah. yeah. 
We'll give uh, him a raise. That, yeah. that guy could say you got to go. But I thought she was maybe I'm thinking of someone else. Who is the girl in that that Channel 11 show where she was with uh, oh, Kev, Kevin Murphy was, unhappily ever after or. right? Yeah, she went out with. Who did she go out with? Bobcat Goldthwait? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, the redheaded time? chick. The redheaded chick. Is I'm going to look that up right about? now. Yep. Unhappily yeah. ever after. Jamie, look that up. I'm yeah. Gonna, Jamie's looking it up now. Oh, I'm thinking of Nikki Cox. Yes, the redheaded chick. She was in Maxim, too. What a surprise. All right. Well, listen, shout out to, she, to Beale anyway. So uh, there's the, the, the Jay red- Moore. She's married. She was married to oh, wow. Bobcat. Uh, the director of this movie, Marcus Nipsel, uh, German guy. And uh, he, later on, he did. Um, so he did th- this remake, which I thought was great. And then he did the Friday the 13th one like six years later. Yes. Yeah. But but this one, the cinematographer, I believe it's still Daniel Pearl. I think Daniel Pearl from the original movie did the cinematography for this movie, which makes a lot of sense. Um, the female hitchhiker in this, like when she blows her head off. Mm, you yep, see like the yep. bullet hole, like yep. that's some really cool fucking stuff. That was a good uh, shot. Yeah. And no it, pun just, intended. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, nice shot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this, this this was great. This was a lot of fun, and and once again, I think this one is also up on Netflix. Um, it, it was a really good one-two punch for these two movies. Once again, the only thing that I, I will continue to knock is just the the style of Platinum Dunes. You know, like I'm not like a hater of their shit, but it's just like I don't really think their style is very conducive to to horror movies that that, that I gravitate towards. But they did a really good job with these. And probably the best out of like the 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 remakes, uh, the big four remakes. Mm. Definitely. Sure. Yeah, I'll piggyback right on that, man. My number four is the same film, that remake from two thousand three. Um, it, it it was a, you know, <clears throat> remakes, especially. I think the the whole hostility of remakes has gotten a little bit less, but there was a big you know, pushback on all, and some of them are good films. This was one of them, you know, Hills of Eyes. It's, it's been done, you know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, it's, it, to take on such a great film like that uh, and do this good of a job with it, I got to tip my cap and uh, Arlie Ermey and uh, I just can't say enough about him, uh, what he brings to and elevates the film, you know, it's uh I could listen to that guy read anything, man. He just has a certain unbelievable delivery. He had a hostility. It's just a great character too to to introduce a new character into the franchise at that point. You know what I mean? And have it be that good. It's a rarity because a lot of times that could fall flat on its face. But he brings it. And, he did. Um, yeah, You're, he it, did it. It's great, and uh, and yeah, her her white tank top should mm. be like preserved, mm. and that that's as that's as famous as you know uh, Jason's hockey mask. It's it's up there in, in history. Yeah. <laughs> it's up there for sure. And and you you're right uh, that he did bring a, a a character that was memorable. You know, like <clears throat> from the hitchhiker to Chop Top, and I think he would definitely be in the, the consideration for the next slot, um, which is very hard to do uh, sure. amongst us. You know, especially. The many different flavors of uh, uh, Leatherface that we've gotten. Yeah. So, uh, Parker, number four. I am also going to go with Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake for my number four. And I will once again talk about Jessica Beale's white tank top, about how she fell into a puddle. And then for the next two minutes, that shirt was just wet 
and soaked to her 88 pound body. She was I on loved. the run for a while at the end. Yeah. Yeah. It was a long chase. Yeah. Um, so the actor that played Leatherface in this, Andrew Bernarski, I actually saw him at a convention, met him at a convention, and what an asshole. I mean, right up there with fucking Tom Savini, like asshole, like just cared about the money, like give me the money, next, 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 blah, blah, blah. So this guy went on a diet of brisket and white bread to gain 30 pounds for this role, which that sounds pretty fucking good to me right now. Sign me up. (laughs) And uh, this movie is banned in the Ukraine. I found out there's uh, the body count is eight people. We had an opening budget of nine point five million and it grossed 80 million U.S. So I think it definitely did uh, pretty well, this movie. And uh, another fun fact was four bands that were on the soundtrack Nothing Face, Motor Grader, Shallows Fall, and Sworn Enemy all played Ozfest that year. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, just just a message to Tom Savini. Obviously, whatever Parker says has nothing yeah. to do with the show. Oh, so I would let I would let that it, slide if we could get him on. If you're worry. listening to this, yeah. you know, and I know you are. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I know you are. Even if Leatherface is listening, let let's let bygones be bygones. Bygones. Right. We'll talk higher learning. We'll talk the program, whatever you want to talk about. We'll talk brisket and white bread. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> so my number four is 2022. Uh, yeah, I, you know, listen, mixed into this batch. Like I, I, I objectively looked at it and I'm like, did I enjoy it more than 2003, six, uh, 3D, part three and part four? Absolutely. Did I enjoy it as much as I enjoyed the top three? No. So. It's going to sit at number four just for for the violence um, and, you know, uh, the couple of uh, absurdity things that I could overlook. And uh, the fact that it's it did very well, like number two um, uh, debut for uh, Netflix is a big thing. And they're already you know, they were talking about like the, the, the sequel plans, because obviously with that ending, um, I'm glad. I mean, the fact <laughs> that's another funny thing was that. <laughs> The ending was a little funny. Tesla. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> just sitting there. It's like, all right, automatic pilot. Cool. Yeah. We'll just sit here. And she's like, let me get some air. And I was just like, ah, uh, yeah, all right. I see what's uh, happening here. Yeah, she rolls yeah. down the window. Amazing. I'm like, as soon as you roll down the window, I'm thinking, like, oh, she's done. Yeah. And she gets yanked out. And I'm like, that, but I liked it. It was pretty fun. And decapitated. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people waited the whole movie for that to happen, you know. And they gave you the uh, the last stab at nostalgia. They gave you the dance, the dance, the chainsaw yeah. dance, yep. which dance I'm, of the chainsaws. The <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, uh, Mark uh, Burnham, who plays Leather- <laughs> Leatherface in that movie, I don't think he got the dance quite right. But mm, that's one of a kind. Yeah, exactly. that's lightning in a bottle right there with gun hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like underdog basically from the Howard Stern show, you know, only she, only, only she could pull off something, you know, uh, but that's my number four. So top three, here we go. Langan. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning. Um, wow. Look at you. Yeah. I hot, liked it hot a lot. Take. Hot ah. take. Well, yeah, I know you got a hot take at number three too. I do. Um, <laughs> I, do. Uh, I like this one. I, I, um, for a couple of reasons, again, uh, Leo Ermey, crushing it i liked i give it higher marks than the remake because it's not a remake it's a prequel and we, and it gives a little uh i like the scene in the slaughterhouse i like showing like 
how the family got to the position they were in. Um, yeah, you know, losing like the job and and you know relying on eating people, I guess, to to, to live. Which, by the way, too, like I, you know, I'm not a chef or anything, but preparing your meat, cutting it with a chainsaw, probably not the best way to preserve a nice cut of meat. But he seems to like it nonetheless. But anyway, um, I, I like you know Jordana Brewster's fine, Diara Baird, amazing. Um, but I, I just like the whole origin story. I like them trying to take a new uh, shot because this is the first uh, prequel yeah. that was ever taken in this series. So I, I, I liked it. And I, I remember going, I went to a horror convention that year where they did a panel too. And they were all there. And uh, uh, Lee R. Army, or, or, I keep saying Lee R. Army, he, his, he was fantastic in this panel. Like he, like, you could just listen to that guy talk and tell stories or whatever and uh, have a little moment with him because he, his mother had just passed and my mother had just passed. So I was talking to him at the table. What a great guy. Fantastic mm. guy. So this movie, like, really, uh, I know, I, I have just fond memories of, of that whole yeah. time in that movie. But I, I, I like them for trying to, really trying to not just rehash something, but, you know, put a little life into it. Yeah, they, they you know, on the rewatch, I, I, I just, yeah, I, I was going back and forth between putting 2003 uh, behind it, you know, and, and, and like I was flip-flopping them, but I'm like, oh, let me just leave it at that. Cause they work well together as a two-piece, yeah. though, like two yeah. films together, you know. Yeah, like they, they're not, like if you're at a certain age where you don't want to watch something from the seventies and don't really get the eighties, mm-hmm. um, that that's a good, you know, if you're like a 25 year old or 20 year old and you know, that might be your movie. You're like, okay, I like these two more than the original. So yeah. Good stuff. Uh, Parker, number three, number three, I'm forever, you know, sticking up for this movie and I'm going with Leatherface part f- part three, which is, this, this is the, the Mark Schoenbach edition, which he did for uh, oh, wow. Cavity. Cavity. I was going to say, oh, no, I never saw for, that for gutter, for gutter garbs. Nice. And uh, I mean, you got Ken Foray, as we all know. You got William Butler, who was from the uh, Night of the Living Dead remake, who played Tommy in that. I mean, you got Viggo Mortensen as this character, Tex, which, you know, that was right up there with, you know, Laleen from Carlito's Way. You know, he couldn't, <laughs> can't walk, he can't hump, you know. Who got else? nothing, man. Yeah, you know, you got the uh, wheelchair. Yeah, you got this guy, Tom Everett, playing the just this straight up weirdo, Alfredo, who just, you know, you don't know if this guy's a pedophile or what, but this is the guy that, you know, when they cut the uh, the body parts up, that this poor bastard has to go down there and dump like arms and legs and shit in the fucking river to get rid of him. And uh, you got Tony Hudson, who played this chick sarah who i guess i don't know if she's escaped from the family or what but all that knows that she was in just one of the guys so that, that was good enough for me and uh i mean the trailer i still remember the trailer for this movie you know it was uh you know just you had this this lake and then next thing you know this hand pops up with this chainsaw and it looks like a scal excalibur and it just says the saws family texas chainsaw massacre three leatherface and i was like holy fucking shit here we go here we go. And then you watch the movie and you're like, this is terrible. Love it. Love it. I will. This is the first movie that saw his family thing came yeah, up, right? Yeah. So yep, he, he yep. gets points for that because yeah, that, that's will, been like forever, a legacy. I will forever stick up for this movie. Yeah. Well, th- that's how I feel about my number three. Yeah. My number three is 2017's Leatherface. 
Mm. Uh, now, this was written and directed by uh, Julian Mori and Alexandra Bustillo, uh, who did one of the best movies of all time, which was Inside. Mm. Um, you know, once I heard they were attached to this, I was like, this is great. And they really... So the success of 3D, I think 3D, the budget might have been like 20 million. And I think the box office was like 50. So they were like, oh, OK, after seven years of laying dormant, the franchise are like, OK, you know, it got revitalized and um, they they pitched a, a prequel. And this was the prequel that that they that they came up with. And, um, you know, what people don't like is I guess they kind of went away from um the folklore that they attach to to Leatherface and and uh, it's just uh, I, I guess like um, almost it starts off as a revenge story. Stephen Dorff is like a, a sheriff and his daughter gets killed by like the Sawyer family, and then from there he takes uh, some of their kids away, um, you know, like CPS style and shit, and put the you know puts them in a, in a put uh, uh, puts them in a home. And then from there they escape and they go on this run and they're running from Stephen Dorff and, and Lily Taylor plays a Verna Sawyer Carson. Uh, so it, it's pretty tied into 3d, which I, I really didn't even pay attention or, or had a, an idea. Uh, but this, it was just great. It was just very violent. Um, in the very beginning, you see uh, grandpa killing mm. someone with a hammer, mm -hmm. you know, the way they, they said he did. Um, and it's just, it was very gross. Very disgusting, a lot like pure, pure violence, the way the French do it. And that, that's what I really took away from it. I think I think uh, there was like this detachment, uh, maybe the way some people looked at the Rob Zombie Halloween, me included, that it's just like this isn't the Halloween that I know. I think mm -hmm. some people looked at Leatherface 2017 and they're like, this isn't the movie or the characters that I know. But once you get by that, it's it's really good. It's a really good horror movie. It's like a a chase movie, but the the gore and the violence is great. The ending is fucking fantastic. So huge fan of part uh, of whatever <laughs> 2017. So that's my number three. So cool. top two, I'm sure we all know what we got. So let's do it. Langan. My part two is part two. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre part two from uh, 86. It's um, a lot of humor, but a lot of savagery too. Uh, one of my favorite scenes of the entire series or in horror is the scene in the radio station with Chop Top. Uh, Bill Mosley knocks it out of the park. And one of my biggest gripes with the, the, the Chainsaw franchise is that's all we ever got at Chop Top. That character could have been of legend. He was so great. Uh, and uh, great soundtrack in this movie. The scene with the with the, the preppies at the beginning. I, I, I love that scene, driving down that bridge that's longer than the George Washington Bridge, but it looks like a, a little overpass. Yeah. But anyway, um, it, it, it's just so much of a fun movie. And, and uh, Dennis Hopper, completely unhinged, like <laughs> completely insane. Steven Dorff was pretty unhinged in, in that one, but not, Hopper was just out of his freaking mind like, yeah. in this film. And uh, I got like I get the vibe he got there. He took the role and just like I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want with this. Like <laughs> and well. you're gonna like it, and yeah. that's it, you know. Yeah. And it works. I love this movie. I love this movie forever. Now, if you're a younger person, like you said, 20s or whatever, and you might like those early 2000s um, uh, chainsaw reboots, uh, 
this is probably a movie like that people <laughs> would not like, you know, and yeah. I would understand why. But for me, it, it scratches the itch. Yeah. If you're a gigantic pussy, you might not like this movie. So <laughs> if you're a fucking asshole. Yeah. If you're a fucking asshole and a pussy. Yeah. You probably would hate this. So avoid it. You know, yeah, but then again, yeah. you're probably not listening either. <clears throat> no. Uh, so number two, Parker. Same thing, man. Number part two, I got to go with. Uh, I mean, tons of humor in this fucking movie. I mean, this this movie really should be like celebrated like a fucking kiss meets the Phantom. It's just like a fucking ah. fu- funny like like is it good? Like not really, but like it's still a fucking like, you know what you're going to get going into this. I mean, everything from like the chili cook off like this guy's a fucking mass murderer. He's driving around in this goddamn truck, like entering chili competitions. I mean, anything from that to like Dennis Hopper, like going to fucking go chainsaw shopping and like so much fucking funny shit in this. But then again, like, but then like the brutality of like, like we said, you know, like chop tops walking around with like this plate in his fucking head that he got from like Vietnam or wherever the fuck he got it from. And you know, he, he's lighting up the fucking, you know, the thing to, to scratch the itch. And uh, I mean, the incoming mail, that guy must, I think I counted at one time. It was like 53 hits or something. The guy gets to the head and uh, just a fucking fun movie throughout. And uh, I, I mean, I remember first time I saw this, when I saw her, at the end, doing the fucking chainsaw dance, I was just like, oh, man, like, is she going to become the leather face? Like, is she going to, like, take over that role now? I always thought that, but obviously, you know, we didn't get that. You know, whenever it comes to things like that, I don't think I don't think fans like that. Mm. You know, like they they wanted to do that with part five with Tommy. They wanted to do that. Yeah. With, with Danielle Harris and Halloween four. Like when it comes to that, it's like, well, I don't want to see fu- I want to see, you know, Leatherface, mm-hmm. or, you know, so. Uh, but okay, that's your number two. My number two hot take is Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part One. Mm. Um, what? Yeah, <laughs> and I'll t- I'll tell you exactly why. Uh, you know, I'm looking at it from the uh, perspective of like, what do I want to watch over and over again? Um, you know, so what movie have I seen out of out of the first two? What movie do I go back to? It's two the most for sure. Mm-hmm. But one mm-hmm. one you could say is probably the greatest horror movie of all time. Like you can argue that point because it's just pure insanity um, from from the hitchhiker being just just disgusting, mm-hmm. just fucking just so fucking gross. Like, I remember just watching that scene with him in the van and that face that he's making. And you're just like, yo, like, this isn't like, I I don't know. Like, I just saw him and I'm like, I never want to meet this person in my life. He's just so gross (laughs) to just, you know, being put on a hook and there's really no blood to it. There's no, it's just like, you're like, oh yeah, if you get put on a hook, that's probably what you're going to look like. If you're going to get hit in the head with a fucking mallet, um, and then the ending, of course, the ending, like the, the dinner scene with them is just so fucking nuts because uh, of the camera work from Toby Hooper. You just catch. I just feel like all of them were probably going insane because it was so hot and, and smelled mm. so gross. They were just <laughs> like, yeah, they're yeah. like, we're like, we are going crazy right now. And I think they just live that moment. And, it, it, you know, when we talk about 2022 or any sequel, from this franchise, I think what makes it very hard 
is just the you're always going to be compared to part one and part one is just too high of a bar, which is why Dennis, uh, uh, Toby Hooper makes part two. Cause he's like, I don't, I can't even top part one. So I got to mm-hmm. go backwards. So anything that ever comes from here is always going to be like, okay, well, 74 was the best. And it's like, okay, you're right. You're completely right. So that's the Halloweenism. It's like, okay. It's like, or is, is it scarier than the first one? No. Like, all right. So I don't even know what to do. Friday the 13th, the original, okay. You know, it was just like whatever. Nightmare on Elm Street is still good, but they, they I feel like that those franchises got better as they want to run on a little bit. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is just the movie that, you know, will always just stand. But when I think of the movie that I want to watch over and over again or the movie that I have, it's not part one. So that's why it's my number two. Yeah. Fair so, enough. All right. All right. <laughs> so you guys both talk about part one and then i'll say yeah, part two it, for me part one it's my favorite horror movie of all time it's uh i think it's 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 high art to me it's it's uh beyond it's a perfect horror movie um the fact that there is no gore in it and people thought it was such a gory movie like you, you read like reviews from back in the day is how powerful it was it it's it and what what makes it so and that's and another reason why a lot of films get measured. It's so gritty and grindhousey, and you feel the heat, you feel the sweat of Texas. Everything is disgusting, greasy. You're like sweat. It, it, anything slightly glossy, that how films are made, you know, just from a look. You you can't recapture that. It's that's lightning in a bottle. To not to just use that term again, but uh, it it it's everything that I like about that era of, of film is that grindhouse grit to it. And, um, uh, and the way it was shot and, and Toby Hooper just, you know, made a piece of perfect art, you know? And I mean, the, I was seeing it as a young kid, I was scared as shit. Cause I thought, you know, the, the part with Larroquette reads and based on a true story and we know it's like Ed Gain and whatever and like that. But like, I believe that shit. Like I thought something was like off. And when you mentioned like the, the hitchhiker, man, that dude like creeped me. Like I thought that I couldn't believe that that guy could be an actor. Yeah. Like yeah. I thought like that guy is clearly mentally ill. Like there's no way that guy's putting that on, you know? And, yeah. uh, and, and let's talk about, and one of the best scenes in horror history, when the first, when the first time we see Leatherface, when the guy goes into the house and he emerges from that room and hits him with that hammer. <clears throat> it's not just some clean kill where the guy just hits with a knife and falls down. No, his, we, we show the, the feet spazzing out like it would, like if your nervous system was collapsing like that, it was utterly savage. And then just how he grabs the door and slams it shut. And it's ha- and it's got also this real like industrial kind of like, not a score, or soundtrack but like sound it's like noise yes it's like works with it because it's almost metallic like a chainsaw and let's talk about just the name texas chainsaw massacre a plus name like i mean it just it's perfect it rolls off the tongue i can't say enough about it it's my favorite what what i say and and uh it influenced uh this scene in scarface with the chainsaw nice Uh, i'm just kidding i don't fun facts i'm just kidding (laughs) i mean Choo Choo, get the yayo. Come on, Choo Choo. 
You know, if you ask me, maybe so. Let me uh, try. I'm just putting this filter on for no reason. I like, I like that. that. Yeah, it's a movie I, theater right there. Hi guys. <laughs> uh, so uh, Parker, tell me about your number one. Uh, so going with the original '74, just to piggyback off of that, it's like what Langan said. Like it's just, it's just dirty. Like you feel like you need a shower after this movie. You need like a nap, a fucking vacation. Like you just, just want to be left alone after watching this. I always. You know, recommend. Uh, I think it's. I think it's still on Tubi right now. Called the Texas Chainsaw Massacre: Family Portrait Revisited. I always urge people to watch this because they get the original, well, most of the original cast, and they interview them, and they just talk about like what hell they put themselves through physically, mentally, financially, making this movie. How fucking nobody got pretty much anything at at the end of the day. You know, paid for. And, uh, and they had to work with Franklin. Yes, yes. And just ta- <laughs> talking about like, you know, the hell that it was. I mean, that dinner scene, I think, took like 24 hours to film. And just like the horror on their face, like that's what they were going through physically and mentally. Like nobody was sleeping for days and just, you know. So, I mean, to capture that on screen, I think is just amazing. And you're never going to get that out of any of these other ones. Joe Bob Briggs' favorite horror movie of all time as well. There you go. Joe Bob Briggs. Uh, Okay, yeah. So then, you know, my number one is just uh, part two. You know, we are named after we are named after it. And uh, Mm. there's just, uh, you know, Canon Films. Like, it's just so funny that Canon put this out, to be honest with you. (laughs) Um, the, The Breakfast Club setup, you know, which is just ridiculous to begin with the opening uh that guy's head getting sawed in half those stupid glasses why were they so <laughs> annoying on the phone by the way <laughs> you know the 3d glasses yeah why were they so annoying <laughs> they definitely that bridge scene like that bridge was like the size like like the size of a driveway but like if you watch the movie they it's like they drove like 30 miles on it or something yeah. and they were still on that bridge I don't know why. Like, why would why would that be like a, an option to do? But they they're like, fuck it. They're like, we can't leave this bridge. Yeah, it didn't have to be on a bridge. It, it could didn't just have... be on a road. Yeah, it didn't like mean it. Well, they well they went off the bridge right once they got cut, I guess, and then they went. But yeah, you could have you could have went yeah. on another direction. Yeah, you could have ended uh, up on the bridge, I guess. But they were like, yeah, I love the song they're playing during that scene. Yeah. Too. Oh yeah. Was that Oingo Boingo? I it was. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, Great song. You know, like you mentioned before, when I when I talk about tension scenes, uh, the most tense scenes in movies, uh, uh, one that comes to mind is, of course, Boogie Nights, the firecracker scene. Yep. Mm. Um, there's also another scene in the movie Sicario uh, mm. where there's a checkpoint and and uh, yes. Yep. Right. That checkpoint scene is yep. fucking tense. Like you're like, yeah. holy shit. Like the tra- Anyone who's seen that movie knows what I'm talking about. And then one of the other movies that I can mention is the the radio scene in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, because you know something's going to happen. You know that Chop Top looks like a complete fucking lunatic. And all he's trying to do is like kill time by asking Stretch all these yeah. questions. And you're just like, what is going on? <laughs> it's it's lit really well too. It's lit that scene. so yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dennis Hopper buying chainsaws. Like 
every good action movie has that scene where the you know like james yeah. bond goes to look for weapons or like yep. uh, arnold schwarzenegger like you know like it goes to Com- that. commando the hidden room yeah it's just like uh, okay and you're like oh my god he's gonna kill a hundred like people from panama right now yep, <laughs> or some yep. shit like wherever and how are. excited was that old man watching him yeah, yeah. So- oh baby <laughs> yeah he's just like <laughs> I'm pretty sure he like <laughs> dropped the dropped the load yeah. or something. And, yeah. He was so happy. Yeah, we should uh, all be so lucky to have someone look at us the way that <laughs> he looks at Dennis Hopper. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he had the the two little chainsaws to the side. He had the big yeah. one. Yeah, it was just absolutely absurd, like completely fucking absurd. And I think if you want to pick the worst weapon on the planet, it's probably a chainsaw because I feel like they jam up and and they don't they really jam work. up. You got to make sure you got fuel. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're cumbersome. Yeah. It's uh you yeah. can't you can't even like I mean you could hit someone with it, but that that's about it. Like you get one good whack and it's probably very heavy to like swing around. But yeah. um the you know, once they get to the layer, it's it's just yeah, this movie is just great. And the fact that we never got all American massacre, which was going to be the sequel. Um God, what it's so do you know about you know about all Ma- American Massacre, right? I don't know. No, thanks. So, no. Oh wow. Okay, All American Massacre is an unreleased film uh, directed by William Tony uh, Hooper, which is obviously Toby's uh, uh, son. So it's a, a a sequel to um, Part Two, and from what I recall, I guess Chop Top is on death row. And uh, they start filming this movie and, and there's still some footage of it, but it was just never released. Uh, look it up. It's, wow. it's it, it, there's like a trailer to it. Oh, wow. And uh, it's, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. I thought you guys would have known that for sure. No, I didn't know that, but yeah. I love Chop Top. Yeah. Yes. I have, exactly. I have an autograph uh, from Bill Mosley up hanging up my office. Uh, nice. Where he signed, lick my plate, you dog dick. Ah. Well, we almost we almost got him until you know his manager was like, "How many listeners do you have?" And we're like, two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one's in England. One's in England. Don't worry. <laughs> like two, <laughs> one I could definitely verify. For. <laughs> you know, you been, like, what's the minimum? Yeah, <laughs> we need because yeah. that's the number we have. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, that that number. That number right there. Oh, yeah, for sure. Can you send that over to me? You're like, yeah, yeah. Let me just get some white out. But yeah, that's <laughs> that's it. So uh cool. Great franchise. Uh probably yeah. my, my least favorite of the four, to be honest with you. The ones that I watched the least. But um on this go around, it's it's funny because I, I enjoyed a lot of these a lot more than I did um in the theater for some of them, except for four and three, which are just complete dog shit. <laughs> hey parker in yeah, fairness i did watch man i did watch uh you know 1990 so you didn't watch yeah. 20 you should watch 2017 again yeah it's really good i, I got yeah. it on dvd so i might, I might break it's that a, out it's an interesting one for me because it's like i said it's my favorite horror movie of all time but the franchise is a mess you know yeah, the franchise i don't know if it's as i mean they all have you know halloween there's certain ones that halloween uh this might be the best, probably. Overall. Yeah, my, minus Resurrection, I think Halloween is my favorite franchise. Pound for pound, you know. Yeah, and there's yeah. worse ones than than Texas Chainsaw. I mean, Hellraiser is a fucking disaster. Oh, Hellraiser, I gave up after you know three. I mean? So there's like, so they go to, many. They go to out of space in number four. <laughs> then by like the sixth one, the guys on Weight Watchers and like Fat yeah. Pinhead. So uh, there's cool. a lot of shitty. From, 
shitty franchises out there, but you know. Yeah, but I, I, you know, the worst one here, which is which we all agree is four. I feel it looks like The Godfather next to Resurrection, (laughs) Halloween, or or um. Yeah, that's it, really. Like, cause even like the worst Nightmare on Elm Street, which is probably six, mm. um, and the worst Friday the Thirteenth is probably Jason Takes Manhattan. I or, see. I go with X. X yeah. too. I go with like, but either one of the like X is pretty brutal to watch. Resurrection yeah. or Texas Chainsaw Part Four are the two worst movies in the Big Four. Yeah. Oh, never. without a doubt. Although, yeah. uh, unless we're do- Nightmare on Elm Street remake was pretty fucking brutal. Well, oh, yeah. If we get into remake, yeah, we're getting into remake. That that yeah, for yeah. the the remake is just terrible. I still yeah. never even made it through the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. I, I shut it off like half an hour in. But I have non remakes, Texas Chainsaw Four and Resurrection. That's the bottom of the fucking barrel. Yeah. I I had to sit through Nightmare remake because I went to the theaters to watch it. Mm. It was. I always say that out of all the movies that. Listen, when I go pay to see a movie, I'm never leaving. I'm never yeah. I can't even I'm I'm watching it from beginning to end. The only time I was ever tempted to leave was during that movie. Mm. Uh also the movie Mirrors was pretty bad and the movie Silent Hill. Those were Oh three, yes, yep. Those were three movies I was sitting in the theater watching going like, I don't care how this ends. Yeah. And my popcorn yeah. just finished, and like, mm. I, if my girlfriend wanted to leave, we could leave. Like, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost did it on Rob Zombie's uh, Halloween Part Two. <laughs> we did, so we did do it on uh, Boogeyman. This movie, Boogeyman, yes, yeah. some yeah. generic, whatever. Yeah. We did walk out of that, but uh, yeah, it's great nowadays. Wikipedia, shout out to Wikipedia, because then there's a movie that's so bad you don't want to finish it. Yeah. But you're kind of curious to see what happens. You go to that plot summary. Boom. Ah, okay, that's what they did. Boom. All they right. do. They okay. do a good plot summary. So uh, I, I walked out of Batman and Robin. That's the only movie I ever left oof. with. Once, once fucking Mister Freeze came out and like the the go go bat roller skates and shit. I'm like, I'm out later. Yeah, yeah. That, that was a pretty brutal one too. Horrible, horrible. <laughs> uh, cool. All right, so we'll put this yeah. out. And uh, I don't know. I guess uh, we got a bunch of shit coming up. So I will see you guys. Cool. Boom. Later. Later.